y'all. This is Cold Cases, Cults, Murders. Oh my. And I'm Pamela with my dog, Sam. And we're on the case today. Lindsay will be back with us soon. So today's case, we're looking into the murder of Christina Grimmie. And at the top of this, I just want to point out because I'm going to be talking about this other case at another date, but I just wanted to point out a couple of similarities between these two cases. So uh, some of you may know the Rebecca Schaefer case, which I find crazy how similar her case is to Christina's case. Uh, So they were both 21 when they died and they were both killed by crazy fans. Um, But that's kind of all I'm going to say about Rebecca Schaefer and her case because, well, I really want this case to be focused on Christina and all about her. So I will be doing a separate case at a later date on Rebecca Schaefer. So there's that. But Let's talk about Christina Grime. Grimey. Um, so this case was a true tragedy. Um, I I've had some trouble. Sorry. I've had some trouble like putting this episode out because like it was just really sad and and this case is actually quite unique in the fact that there's a ton of information about the victim and not a lot about the perpetrator. So let's jump into it, shall we? Now that I like chatted chatted it up for a minute or something. I don't know. So here's what we have. Christina's case, while I want to point out that in general, the knowledge of it maybe was kind of overshadowed by the Pulse nightclub shooting, um, just because that was such a big thing that happened, you know, 26 hours after she was shot. However, you know, the police, they didn't take her case lightly or overlook her case or any of that kind of stuff. They diligently did their job on her case. Uh, You know, it's just not, it wasn't as in our faces as some other uh, cases that we might cover or that we know of in true crime. Uh, Because 26 hours later, the Pulse nightclub incident happened. So if you don't know about the case, that could be why. Um, However, I mean, it is a pretty big deal. A lot of people do know about it, but enough on that. Let's get into the case. (laughs) So I found a lot of information on a website that I think is maintained by her family. I could be wrong, but it'll be listed in the show notes, but you guys should definitely check it out. Um, It has like this three-part video thing where it's like getting to know Christina Grimmie, I think is what it's called or something like that, but I don't know. But it is a three-minute video, or not three minutes, three separate parts. And um, yeah, it's great. It's funny. She's funny. I think that, you know, she seemed like a really cool person. Uh, So I am going to list it in the show notes, but however, I am going to go ahead and shout out that website because I think that, you know, you should definitely give it a look. So it's christinagrimmy.com and then flash about. Yeah, those videos were super funny, like getting to know her. But it really just kind of shows you, you know, the kind of heart she had and the kind of person she was. She seemed to be like a very caring person who really wanted to connect with her fans. Um, She was a very talented person young lady from what I saw. Um, So she talks about how, you know, she got started on YouTube because a friend of hers named Lauren, I believe it is, uh, told her, hey, you know, this girl, she, she put a song out there and like, 
a lot of people liked it, but you sound better. You should do, you should put a song out there. And so she did. And then like, you know, she got a good reception. So she put more songs out there and like people really liked it. And so she just kind of exploded onto the YouTube scene, singing her songs. And uh, she had like a hundred thousand plus more than that followers, but I can't remember the exact number. I think there might have been like millions and millions. I don't know. But uh, she also uh, sang some songs on like Disney Plus or no, nope, that is not right. She also sang some songs on Disney Channel. And uh, so at some point she became an opening act for Chris Snow is wrong. She became an opening act for Selena Gomez, uh, which, I mean, I guess that's pretty cool. She had a deal where she was going to sign with Columbia Records, but something came up and at the last minute they called and said, no, they weren't going to sign her. And if she would audition for The Voice, which she did, uh, she sang Wrecking Ball as her audition song and she killed it and obviously Adam Levine he chose her but I may not have said that already so Adam Levine chose to be her coach and she made it to the top three she was voted off at three but I mean that's pretty good she was pretty awesome and then she like went on tour so that's what she was doing whenever she met her psycho fan but she was very personable like she wanted to get to know her fan her fans like she called her fans her friends and like she she enjoyed getting to meet them and you know she she seemed like a really caring person when it came to her fans like she would give them good advice you know don't worry about what other people say about you. Just be you. That, I mean, her words were a lot better than what I just said, but uh, she, she was just a really bright light and her faith was a big part of who she was, which is pretty, pretty amazing. Um, So she was on her net. uh, Well, she had two more performances in LA, but they lived in LA. So like, it was her last out-of-state, I guess, for her tour date. Um, she was in Orlando, Florida, and she went on stage before the group Before You Exit. Um, it was June 10th of 2016. Um, so after she did her performance, she, <coughs> she, she went out to sign autographs, meet fans, um, this is when, so if you, there is an ID episode on a show called Death by Fame. It's number three or episode three, I believe. And so like the brother, he talks about how like the guy, like the guy who shoots her, his name is Kevin James Loible, uh, how he stood in line and he waited his turn to go meet Christina, um, But yeah, he was like in the concert at the back of the concert the whole time, like his head down, arms crossed. And then he waits in line and he's like, I think that her brother said on the documentary that 
he was like, or like 15 more people or something behind him when it was his turn to meet her. And she met him with open arms and he, he shot her twice in the chest and once in the head at point blank range. The brother then like tackled him to the ground because like it kind of takes your brain a moment to like really register what you just heard. I can't even imagine because he was standing like right there by his sister. But uh, he tackled him to the ground and then Voidbull was able to like wiggle his way out of the brother's grasp. And he pulled out a second gun because the one that he had shot Christina with had jammed. And he crawled to the side and shot himself. Uh, So, you know, everybody was like running out and and kind of like screaming and everything, panicking. Because like they didn't know what was going on. You know, they didn't know if there was like an open gunman in the area or if it was something else. They just didn't know. But uh, one girl... In an article that I read, she stated that, you know, security was really lax. Like when they searched her bag, they just pretty much looked for, you know, to see if she had food or drinks that she was trying to bring in. They didn't have like metal detectors or any of that kind of thing because, well, they didn't think that this was going to be a dangerous high priority kind of event like it was just supposed to be you know normal everyday event and uh it turned out that it was not that and that's not to like be on the security like I'm not saying anything bad about them I am saying that maybe they should have been like I feel like you should always be prepared you don't know who's coming through those doors so like you should always be ready for something crazy to go down in my opinion but they were not so just a little bit about kevin james louisville so he drove 120 miles to commit this crime and it was premeditated he in fact had bought the he had bought the two guns that were similar looking he bought two loaded magazines to go into the guns and a hunting knife that he strapped onto his leg. He drove he drove the 120 miles to the concert. Well, he stayed the night in a hotel, uh, which when the police went, like they found his uh, his key for his hotel room. And so he they went and talked to the manager and was like, hey, we're going to need in that room. And the manager was like, yeah, that guy was super creepy. And uh, actually, I think he said strange, not creepy, but still, he couldn't quite tell them why he felt he was strange. He just said he was strange. Um, so he stayed in the hotel. And then the next morning he got up like, I don't really think he had like anything with him, just his clothes, obviously his guns and his ammo and his knife. So I could see why the guy would be like, yeah, he was strange. Like, it looked like he had just slept on top of the bed instead of in the bed. And anyways, he got up that day, went to the concert, and then obviously got in line for the autograph. And then he shot her and shot himself. They believe that he actually had intended to shoot her and then drive back home. But, I mean, it's hard to really know what was going on in his mind because... 
well, he shot himself. And so, you know, they were trying to piece it together, kind of what happened in his his head that he came down and shot her, which they never really got a solid explanation. They came to the conclusion that based on what they learned from family and a friend, that maybe, maybe he had found out that Christina had a boyfriend and this broke a fantasy that he had that we'll talk about in just a second. And so when he found out about her boyfriend, he got mad and he was like, well, if I can't have her, nobody can. Which is unfortunately something that happens a lot with people who become fixated on a celebrity or some other person in a higher position. Um, They become very fixated on whoever their love interest is. And then when they have a sense of being slighted in any way, whether it be a boyfriend or say they took a role or they did something that that person thinks that, oh, they shouldn't do that, then they're like something inside of them just clicks and they're like, they have to die, which is sad and unfortunate, but it does happen a lot of times. However, um, the police did go down to St. Petersburg and they talked to the family, which the family left this note on their door that, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I felt like it was, I don't know. I know that they were trying to be, I don't know what they were trying to be. I'm going to be honest. I mean, it, it feels disrespectful to me, but I mean, you guys be, you guys can think what you want to think about the letter. So they left a handwritten note the next day after their son had, you know, killed Christina. They left a handwritten note on the door that said, deepest sorrows for the loss to the family, friends, and fans of the very talented, loving Christina Grimmy. No other comments. I don't know why this feels inappropriate to me. And I want to believe that, you know, it was put out there as maybe a kind gesture. I don't know. It's just weird to me. But uh, anyways, so yeah, they did that. But the police went down there to see them and, you know, get more information about Kevin, which, I mean, the family wasn't super helpful, I don't think. Or maybe they just really didn't know that much about him anymore. Um, so he was, he was 27 years old. He lived at home with his parents. Uh, he like had his windows like blacked, blacked out. Well, I say blacked out, but really he had like tin foil over them with some dark, like blackout curtains. Um, he had a desk with a computer and a bed. And I think that was pretty much all that was in his room. And his dad and brother were like, yeah, he's just always in his room. He's like never out here with anybody. So we don't really know what he does. But yeah, we didn't know he was obsessed with uh, with Christina. We never saw him watch The Voice. We never saw him or heard him talk about Christina. So, yeah, we we really can't be much help. But, you know, he has this one friend, like it's his only friend. You should definitely go talk to him. They they go find this gentleman and he's like, yeah, like I'm his only friend. Like he doesn't have any other friends, which I want to say, you know, that seems like a really weird flex. I mean, you do you, but 
is it really worth 15 minutes of fame? But I mean, kind of seems like it would end in shame, but whatever. To, you know, brag about being his only friend. Also, if you were going to brag about that, I feel like that also means that he's probably your only friend. And I base this off of some other statements that he makes later. Um, so his friend was like, yeah, he was obsessed with Christina. Like he talked about her all the time. He, he didn't have social media himself, but you know, he stalked her on social media. Like he knew where she was at all times because he was on social media following her and he would watch YouTube videos of her singing and he would watch episodes of The Voice over and over to to see her singing. He just really, really liked her. Like, I mean, he thought he was in a relationship with her, but they just hadn't met yet. And so, you know, he like lost some weight and got some hair plugs in his hair and uh, had his teeth whitened, got LASIK surgery done. You know, he just really was like spiffying himself up and he was trying to make a YouTube channel where, you know, he could like reach out to her over YouTube and kind of bond so that maybe she would see him and they could spark up something. However, obviously that didn't happen because, well, she was out singing, but you know, at one point, Kevin was like, friend was like, hey, Kevin, my man, like, maybe you should move on from Christina. Like, this is kind of unhealthy, like this thing you got going on with her. And uh, so he would get mad whenever his friend would point this out. And he would be like, you know what? I don't know why you're not supporting this, but um, we don't have to be friends. Like, I can just leave. And so, you know, he would, so Kevin worked at Best Buy with his friend. And so his friend went to his boss and he was like, hey, so Kevin has this weird thing about Christina Grammy and I'm kind of worried about the guy. And he's like, if I say something to him, he'll like, be like, I don't want to be your friend anymore. So I don't know what to do. Maybe you could say something or do something. Which, you know, his boss was like, yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> because, I mean, you know, your boss doesn't really control what you do outside of work. Although, when the police questioned the boss, he did say that he didn't know of the obsession per se. However, he did know that Kevin occasionally would look at YouTube videos of Christina on the work computer. So... Yeah, but other people at work did know that he had an unusual obsession with Christina. Uh, one girl even said that Kevin was telling her that he had played an online game with Christina. Of course, the police looked into this and found out that that was not true. Of course, the girl didn't believe him either, so... But she just told them because, you know, that's what he said. And at another point, he told um, he told his friend about how he decided that he needed to be saved because, you know, Christina was a Christian 
and her beliefs were very strong. And he thought that, you know, he needed to do that. And while, yeah, that's just not really how that works. Like, you can't be saved because somebody else is saved. His friend was like, it was crazy. Yeah, he changed a little bit, but he was crazy. And uh, they did say, you know, that he he changed. So I guess that's good. But, um, you know, he was never really violent. He was never really aggressive to anyone. Um, but he did have one incident in his record where he, the police were called out because him and his dad got into a domestic disturbance. But other than that, I mean, he had nothing on his record, showed no violence of any kind, uh, which this also made it easy for him to get a gun in Florida. Um, you know, he went in to one store, he bought one gun. Then he went into a different one and bought another gun. He waited the five days for both of the guns. He bought the ammo. And then he went to Orlando where he shot Christina Grimmie. So the police, they, they assume that, like I said earlier, he went there with the intent to kill her because he believed that he went there with the intent to kill her because he had found out that she had a boyfriend and this did not fit into the obsession that he had. He believed that they were meant to be together and if he couldn't have her, no one could. Uh, so that's why he took her life. That makes a lot of sense and is probably the case. However, we will never know Kevin Boyle. We will never know Kevin Loibel's side of the story because he's not here to give it to us, which, I mean, I'm going to be honest, doesn't matter what his opinion or his side of the story was because he took Christina Grimmie's life without a thought. She came to him with open arms and she was a light to so many people. She, she could have done so many amazing things, I believe, if she had lived. However, um, her family opened a foundation in her name, the Christina Grimmie Foundation, and it is to support families of gun violence or who have been through gun violence. And her legacy lives on through that. And her family releases some of the songs that she wrote and, like, sang before she passed away. Uh, they release them every once in a while, I believe. This is obviously not the way that the family saw her legacy going, but her legacy is still touching lives. She's still changing people. She's still touching people. Um, at the beginning when I was talking about the video that I watched, um, like the third video, it has a part where some people talk about, like, they talk about her, like her fans talk about her. And, you know, they talk about how her songs have changed their lives or touched them in some way. And even on the documentary that I watched, Death by Fame, there are a few fans, friends, who talk about what an amazing person she was and how 
the short amount of time that they got to know her and be with her, she touched their lives and changed it for the better. And, you know, Kevin Loible thought that he had the right to come out and just take a life, which he didn't. And so, you know, it may seem harsh or mean of me to say that I don't really, there's no explanation that he could have given explained away why he did what he did. Obviously, he needed help, but he didn't get the right of help. And instead, he he tried to silence an amazing voice. But I'm going to say that, you know, he didn't. He didn't silence her voice. He didn't silence her legacy. You can still see her through her YouTube videos You can still see her through her website. Yes, we may not be able to physically see her, but we can still reap the benefits from her wisdom. And, you know, her family, they seem like really amazing people. And the organization that they started in her name is pretty amazing. And they seem like really, really amazing people. So I don't think that, you know, the Grimmy family is going to listen to my little podcast because I only have like 25 people listening to it. But if you ever listen to my podcast, I just want to say y'all are some really amazing people. And I hope you know that. And Christina Grimmy, wow, she was an amazing young lady. And I can see how all these people just had all this love for her. And so guys, that is, that is all of the case. You know, if you have the means to, I encourage you to look up the foundation. It's Christina Grimmy Foundation. Um, I will see if I can link a thing to it in the show notes, but obviously you can tell that I'm not quite that talented just yet, but I'll see if I can find a way to link it in the show notes. And if you have like some extra money or something that you can donate, I encourage you to do that um, because this is just, it seems like a really good organization to donate to. And this family is killing it. They have donated, I can't even remember the amount, but it was like 300,000 or something, maybe, maybe more than that, maybe less than that. I don't know. I can't remember, but it was a lot. And so if you have anything that you could donate to the Christina Grimmie Foundation, that would be awesome. Um, And I will see you next time. I also hope that I will have a much better schedule. I am really sorry about missing last week. And so, yeah, that was just, it was kind of a crazy week. But um, I do hope to be better at being on a schedule. So thanks for listening. And I hope you come back, uh, like, and subscribe to my episodes, this episode to my podcast. Yeah, I'm still new at this. So I'm working on it, getting it all cleaned up. But uh, have a great week. And hey, five friends, you're awesome. Thanks for listening and supporting me. And to the other like 20 people who listen, hopefully still listen. Um, Thanks for listening. Come back again. See you later, alligator. Bye.